This week, I decided to go to my computer and type in the word family because there's a lot of words that people can like make sayings off of, slogans, sometimes memes. And I wanted to see what came up when I simply typed the word family in, since that's what we're talking about this morning. And so some of the, the sayings were kind of serious and they've been put on plaques or things that are on the wall that are pretty. And then some of them were just ones that kind of made me laugh. And so some of the serious ones, these sayings about family were as such. Families are like branches on a tree. We grow in different directions, yet our roots remain as one. Someone else had one that said, family, where life begins and love never ends. There was another one that just simply said, family is everything. Another one said, family is a circle of strength founded on faith, joined in love, kept by God together forever. There was another one that said, other things may change, but we start and end with family. There was one that said, family is like music, some high notes, some low notes, but always a beautiful song. And then there were some that, like I said, kind of made me laugh, more on the funny side, such as, my family puts the fun in dysfunctional. All right, maybe some of you are like, yep, that's us. There was one that said, family, where the loudest person wins and logic doesn't matter. Another one said, I am glad to be the black sheep of the family. Imagine how boring they would be without me. Another one said, some family trees bear an enormous crop of nuts. Okay. Another one said, in my family, crazy doesn't skip a generation. Another one said, if you met my family, you would understand. There's another one that just said, some call it chaos. We call it family. Another one said, family, a little bit of crazy, a little bit of loud, a whole lot of love. And then the last one that I saw said, there was a store with a sign that reads, we treat you like family. Yep, I'm not going in there. <laughs> you know what? When speaking to a group of people, that word family, it brings up completely different images. Like even if you have a good family and your memories are filled with so many positive moments, no family is perfect and having said that, today, we're looking at the storms of family relationships. And so just as I mentioned, the struggles look very different for each person. And I'm going to mention quite a few here at the beginning, and I bet you can relate to at least one of these. And so maybe your family struggles involve disobedient children or outright rebellious kids or maybe parents that really do show favoritism, and not just, oh, I feel like I'm treated differently, like there really is favoritism. Maybe it's parents that don't provide for their kids, or they simply focus on their own wants and their own dreams more than their needs of the kids. Maybe you have siblings that bully one another, or you have an absent parent, or a selfish spouse, or disagreements on parenting, or differing points of view on work-life balance, or overbearing in-laws that think you are not good enough for their child. Maybe you have an extended family that does things completely different than the way you did growing up, or even different than the way that you want your immediate family to do them. Maybe the issue is just blended families and some of the things that that brings into it. Maybe there are differing values on what is allowed under your roof, both when your kids are younger and still when they're older. Maybe there's abuse that could be verbal or physical or even sexual. 
Maybe there are arguments that end up causing separation in the family, which can even become permanent. Maybe there are intimacy issues, or there's an addiction that has been passed down from generation to generation. Maybe there's a family member that has a long-term sickness or disease. Maybe there's a spouse who didn't keep their vows. Maybe there's a child who is struggling with sin. Maybe there are clashing personalities or jealousy or cultural or generational differences. Maybe you're even feeling different effects of losing a loved one. And if none of those connect with you, maybe your struggle is simply that you have that really crazy aunt or uncle in your family, and you never know what's going to come out of their mouth. You know what? As we were talking in staff meeting, Rick mentioned that the phones at the counseling center blow up the week after the holidays. And you know what? Not every one of those phone calls has to deal with uh, family issues, but a lot of them do. And so as I spoke of those scenarios earlier, you heard not only are there a lot of differences as far as what the family struggles look like, but there are varying levels of hurt. And as we talk about how to make it through those storms today, some of you are still walking through your storm right now. Some of you are just coming out of the storm and you're beginning the healing process. Some of you, you have made it through your hurt and now you're choosing to help other people. And some of you, that wound man, that scab just continues to be peeled off and it feels like you are never able to get to the place where you're okay. You know what, just like the past two sermons, the one on grief and loss and the one on addiction, we don't want to minimize the severity that, of the pain that can come with family relationships. Like, I don't want you to walk out of here thinking a 30-minute sermon is gonna solve everything, but I do want you to have hope a hope towards healing, knowing that the pain that you're experiencing or you have experienced is not where you have to camp out. It is not the place that has to run your life. Instead, you get to feel the refreshment that God wants you to have. And so with that said, we're going to look at three areas that can help move you towards healing with this family relationships. And the first area that we're talking about this morning is the idea of actions, all right, actions. So what are certain things you can do in this area of family struggles? Now remember, with such a wide range of hurts, not all of these may apply to your situation, okay? But one of the actions that maybe you need to take is to set boundaries, Maybe you haven't done that yet. We need to set some boundaries in whatever struggle we're going through. And so if we're talking about boundaries with kids, if you have set them, are your boundaries clearly stated? Like, Do your kids know what the boundaries are? And not only what is expected, but do they know why the rules are in place? Because you might be amazed at how much that helps if you haven't done those things. I would also tell you this. Do your kids know the consequences if they break those rules? And if they're broken, do you consistently follow through with the consequences? Or because you're tired in the moment, do those consequences really become more just like threats? But your kids know that you're not going to follow through with them, and so they keep pushing the boundaries. Like that alone can cause a lot of unneeded stress and struggles. Maybe as we're talking about boundaries and family hurt, maybe you need to be careful with how much you say around your kids about a certain situation. Like far too many parents use their children as like a sounding board or even this place to be affirmed while maybe they're even trying to hurt another family member, all right? That's not always the case. Sometimes it can be totally innocent, but real quickly, a child can have some pretty distinct feelings towards someone else because of the words that you say. 
So boundaries. Maybe with boundaries, you and your spouse, you need to have some pretty honest conversations about what you want for your family when you're amongst extended family time. And so are there specific situations or activities or even individuals in one-on-one settings that you need to avoid? Like, do you need to physically stay somewhere else when you visit them? As much as you can, try to be on the same page with your spouse so that your kids see a united front as you're attending these extended family events. Boundaries, they may also need to be set up in a marriage to restore trust or maybe even to prevent a couple from being hurt in the future. But for this to truly be effective, you have to be open and honest in your communication. Boundaries. They're one action that can help lead towards healing or even keep you from hurt, even if your biggest struggle is simply, again, that really crazy aunt or uncle. Now, another action that maybe can help with family struggles is this, to look at the actual issue. Like, look at the actual issue. How many fights and arguments have stemmed from something deeper, but like that issue never gets brought up in the argument. And so therefore, when that disagreement is over, the pain is still there, and often it comes back in another argument later. And then tension continues to grow between family members. Look at the actual issue. You know, one of the pains that we mentioned earlier is an absent parent, or we could even tie in divorce there. And kids, you may need to hear this truth that a divorce of your parents was not your fault. It was not your fault. And even as I say that, like a lot of you may be like, well, I've never even thought that, which is fantastic. But some have actually been told that lie, that it is your fault that we are splitting up. And they have had to live with that pain. Like understand, man, there was some other real issue that was at the root of everything, or even multiple issues that caused your parents to make that choice. But even in that circumstance that, man, you did something that was the last straw, man, it is still not your fault. And so hear the truth today and let God begin to maybe heal that wound that you've had to live with for a long time. Or for some of you, as we're talking about actions, the action that you need to take because of your hurt is to tell someone. You need to tell someone. Like, you are in a spot that something so awful happened to you, you've been made to feel powerless. You've been made to feel threatened to stay quiet. Or maybe something happened years ago and you've been trying to deal with it on your own. Man, I know that it can be scary to say something in those situations. But I also know that help is possible. And without the proper people knowing what is going on, healing is hard to achieve. And if fear seems like it is that which is controlling you, then I want you to think about the peace that you really would love to be able to live with. And let that drive you to take action. And so maybe what you need to hear today is that whatever happened to you, it wasn't your fault. Like you were the victim, but you're not alone. You need to tell someone. And I hate having to say this, but if for some reason the person that you tell chooses not to believe you, then don't stop there. Don't stop there. Please tell someone else so that that hurt doesn't continue to build up inside of you. You know, as we're talking about these issues, I want you, if you have your Bibles, to open up to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 
All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, because we're talking about this, there's a passage here that I think is a great baseline for this next action that maybe God wants us to take. And that action is the idea that we need to help others. I mentioned that already, that some of you have made it through your storm and now you're helping others. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3, it says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our own troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with comfort we ourselves have received from God. And as I look at that verse, I see that God comforts us in our struggles. Like that is where we need to start. But then God wants us to use our experiences to walk through life with other people. I'd love for you to think back to the storm that you went through during your struggle. Like what kind of people came alongside of you to give you advice, to give you support? And man, if you think about those people, you could confirm how beneficial that was. And I believe one of the ways that God uses to help heal us from our hurts is when we use those experiences to help other people. You know what, as we're talking about actions, there's one more that can help us live amongst these family struggles. So turning your Bibles to Romans 12. It's only a couple chapter or a couple books earlier in front of 2 Corinthians. Romans chapter 12, and there's this one verse, just 18. Chapter 12, verse 18 is what we're going to look at. I'm going to tell you right up front, it is a super simple verse, but that doesn't make it easy to live out. Romans chapter 12, verse 18. It says these words. If it is possible... As far as it depends on you, live with peace with everyone. Let me read that one more time, Romans 12, 18. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. This final action that I would tell you is to live at peace with your family. And I think that verse does a good job of telling us that peace isn't always possible. All right, now that's not our first place that we run to, but sometimes we need to understand that no matter the situation, there is no resolve that's going to happen. However, the verse does say, no matter what the situation is, you can control your own actions, and you can respond to a situation in the way that you decide. And so maybe that means that you're going to work towards forgiveness and not towards retaliation is maybe what you feel inside. Or maybe it means going into a situation knowing that I'm going to be flexible with my family members at this extended family time. That even if it doesn't go the way that I want, it's probably going to be okay. And so I go in with it with that kind of attitude. Maybe it means going the extra mile to serve a spouse or a child who really isn't reciprocating any kind of love towards you. Or it could be with that crazy aunt or uncle, no matter what they say or what they do, you're not going to say the first thing that comes to your mind. You're going to simply bite your tongue. Like one of the ways that we wade through our family struggles is to take certain actions. But a second area that can help us heal from those areas is this idea of our attitudes. What kind of attitude are we going to have? Certain attitudes really will help us to make it through those storms of family relationships. And interestingly enough, a lot of times those attitudes will again lead to certain actions. And so one attitude that may help you in your situation is to have empathy with people. This idea of empathy and compassion. Over and over again, we see Jesus having compassion upon people. And you know what? There's a lot of times they don't deserve that compassion that he gives to them. And so maybe God wants you to have compassion on someone even if they've hurt you in some way. Having empathy may mean that you need to simply put yourself in their shoes 
and understand where their actions may be coming from. Like someone having a terrible day at work or even at home with the kids may be the source of that rude comment that was made to you. And that doesn't make it okay, but if you enter into that conversation with compassion, instead of just ready to say the first thing that comes to your mind again, it can help lessen the hurt and it can actually bring healing to the situation. Or maybe if you choose to have compassion with someone who has hurt you in the past, it it might even help you to become more patient with them. Like your mindset might be, I understand how they were raised and we're working through this together. Sometimes when we sympathize with people, when we have this empathy, it actually allows us to love them better. And so in your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians now. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, all right? And I want to look at this passage that is often tied into weddings, but it wasn't written for that. It was written for the church and this day-to-day relationship, and this is how we are called to live. And so in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, starting in verse 4, I'm sure you've heard these words somewhere, but it says that love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love never fails. So let me ask you, with your family, are you truly loving them? Are you showing these traits Like if you went back to this passage and you took the word love out and you placed your name in there, would it be true that Andy is patient, Andy is kind, Andy does not envy, he does not boast, he is not proud, Andy's not rude, he's not self-seeking, he's not easily angered, he keeps no record of wrongs, Andy does not delight in evil, but he rejoices with the truth. He always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres, and Andy never fails. If your name was in there, how does that look like it says something of truth? Do you show love towards other people? Having this compassion can actually help you in this area of loving them. And so one attitude that you can have is this idea of empathy because it will help you to then show patience and to show love, which may help you in your interactions no matter the level of family stress, even if it's just with that aunt or uncle still. Notice we're talking about attitudes. One attitude that we need to stay away from is this idea of playing the comparison game. Like sometimes we lose joy because we look at the circumstances of somebody else and we're like, oh, I wish I were in their situation. You know what? After all, it looks perfect from the outside, so it's got to be, right? But understand that every situation has its own difficulties. Now, can I also tell you, if you do happen to kind of look around and you realize that you have a great situation, you don't have to feel guilty for that. I don't know if you've ever been in a conversation and people are talking about some struggles. You're like, man, that's not me. You don't have to feel guilty. My bet is that those healthy relationships did not happen on accident, that there's a lot of people that had to put work in for that to happen. And so thank God for what you have. And you can even thank those who are working to make that happen as well. But as we're going back to comparison, if you do look around and you see these people who have healthier examples than you, just simply wishing that was you, doesn't help anything. And it could actually lead you to this state of depression or that you feel like there's no hope if you continually just dwell on that. So instead, we should do something about it. 
which leads me to this other attitude that maybe you need to decide that you are breaking the chains of bondage. In whatever it is, you are breaking the chains of bondage. If an addiction is gone from generation to generation, you can have the mindset that I am going to change this. Our family, we are going to change this. We're going to set boundaries. We're not going to allow um, excuses of our past to define us. We are going to declare that we are restarting our family tree. And it doesn't mean that we're cutting ourselves off from the past, but we know that our family is going to live differently. And I think about Joshua who spoke to the Israelites as they were settling in the promised land. He said, you choose who you're going to serve. But as for me and my household, we are going to serve the Lord. And you have a choice as to how you're going to make things in your family. You see, Jesus came to make all things new. All things new. And that means the way you live as a family can be redeemed from the way that it was before. And so in your family, will you resolve not to be defined by an addiction or by that practice or maybe even by another divorce. You can choose to break the cycle. And as you work towards that, the healing you experience, it demonstrates the promises of God. So family struggles, they come in all sorts of shapes and sizes, but understand that the attitude that you have as you approach them can really help them become more manageable than what they could be. And even they can bring glory to God. So actions, attitudes, they play a part in the healing process. But here's this last area that no matter what your struggle is, this ties in. When you are hurting because of family, remember your additional family. Remember your additional family. When your biological family has let you down, look to the other family that God has given to you, which is the church. The church is constantly talked about as brothers and sisters in Christ. In fact, Trenton Lee Sandward once said, family members can be your best friends, and best friends, whether they are related to you or not, can be your family. And even as I mentioned that, many of you could list people who you would consider maybe even closer to your, than your family because of the ways that they've shown you love, or instances that they have come to help, or moments in which you have relied upon their strength. And this community is special, it's so special that we refer to it as family. But Jesus did as well. In fact, the last passage we're looking at is Matthew chapter 12. If you want to turn there, Matthew chapter 12. And in this passage, Jesus isn't putting down biological families, but he is opening our minds to this additional family that God has given to us. In Matthew chapter 12, starting at verse 46, all right, 46 through 50, we get to see the situation with Jesus. And so it says, while Jesus was still talking to the crowd... His mother and brothers stood outside, wanting to speak to him. And someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. And he replied to them, well, who is my mother? And who are my brothers? And pointing to his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. And so those of us who do the will of God are brought together by the sacrifice of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus is stronger than the blood that runs through our veins. See, when Jesus was on the cross, he even looked down to his mother Mary and to the apostle John, and he said, here is your son. He said, here is your mother. Even in that, man, that, that moment, that horrific moment, Jesus is taking care of the needs even outside of his biological family. 
Now hear me as we're talking about this additional family that God has given to us. It doesn't take away all the pain that maybe family, family members have caused you. But it can help you navigate the storm because you are not alone. You don't have to face them by yourself. And unfortunately, for some of you, the pain that you're feeling is because when you chose to follow Jesus, when you chose to enter this family, your other family disowned you. Like they began to treat you differently because of the choice that you had made. Man, if that is you, I would just encourage you to lean upon this additional family that God has given you. Allow them to come alongside of you to be able to lift you up and in moments when you can't take another step to be able to carry you. And may you feel the blessing of following him who is true and maybe, just maybe, God will use your actions. He will use your attitudes and your family will one day come to Jesus. And I wish I didn't have to say this part either, but even your church family may let you down at some point because they're not perfect. They're not perfect. Now, someone is. It's not you, but someone is perfect. And that is God. And so amongst all the pain, remind yourself that God is the perfect father. He's the one that created you. And he knows your name, that he understands your needs, that his love is unconditional. Understand, as we sang a while ago, that you are his child. And there is nothing that you have had to do to earn his love absolutely nothing. He went beyond the ends of the earth to come for you because to him, you're worth it. You are special. And that even came with each of us choosing to rebel against him. Like all of us have chosen sin instead of his way at one point or another. We were living in darkness. We were separated from him. But Jesus left heaven. He became a man. He died on the cross to rescue every single one of us to create a way. When people ask sometimes, hey, what would you do for your spouse? Or what would you do for your kids? Sometimes the answer is, well, I would die for them if I had to. You know what? Jesus didn't just say that. He proved it. Through him, we have hope. Through him, we have eternal life. And we have acceptance into this kingdom, or maybe we should call it this family, that will endure forever. Amongst all the family struggles that you have endured, the ones that you're enduring right now, and the ones that you will endure, choose to stay anchored to the one who is the way. Like the one who is the perfect father, the one who has you securely in his hands. You can know that for a fact. The one who gives us hope and frees us from all sin and chains. You know, we've been talking about families and there's a lot of pain that we're all feeling in different ways. And so what I'm going to do is kind of to finish up the sermon. We're just going to simply pray where we're at. And here's some things that you can pray for. Maybe you pray for your hurt. Like as I've talked about some of these things, like, man, it still continues to be there. You're just, God, will you help me with the hurt that I'm going through? Maybe you're praying for those who have hurt you. Like you've kind of been dealing with this, but you still see them and you want them to be healed. Maybe you're praying alongside one of those action steps or one of those attitudes. You're like, oh, I know I need to show this. This would help in my situation. Maybe you're just simply praying, God, help me to focus on you because of what's going on here. Help me to focus on you and know that you are good. Help me to just, uh, man, lock arms with my additional family that I'm not doing this by myself. It's pretty wide open. 
but I want you to spend this time between you and God saying, God, this is very real, but I know you are too, so I lift this up to you. So spend just a couple moments here praying about whatever family struggle that's on your heart.